Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Succeed Intentionally with your host, Monique David. So excited about this episode because this episode is another one of my favorites. I know I probably say that about every episode, but this one is special to me. Um, Number one, this one is about uh, my powers of success. And I know we're on the financial power of success. And so what's special about this is I get a chance to interview a really amazing woman of God, uh, a woman who has definitely uh, a, a great track record as it relates to being a financial guru. She is the author of Pray, Plan, and Profit as well as the CEO of a couple of uh, economic uh, oriented businesses. And she is just a true, uh, I I don't want to call her a Cinderella story, but she's a true story of tenacity and uh, restoration, kind of uh, being able to get through anything that was presented to her. She had like a, a, a kind of a, a low income type of childhood and then she got whisked away by her prince charming so to speak and um, they lived beautifully had two amazing children and things start to get ugly and so she ended up leaving uh, that relationship and walking away with about zero dollars to her name and was able to grow a six-figure business and help many other business owners do the exact same thing. And so I don't want to continue to keep you guys on edge. I have the one and only Miss Tyra Baruti. Welcome, Tyra. Hey, Monique. Thank you so much. I'm super (laughs) excited about doing this podcast. You have no idea. I'm so honored to be a part of this. I know this is your baby. Yes. I know you are, um, you know, just changing so many lives by providing such, um, such resourceful and um, intentional content, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I appreciate you. I know that your schedule is off the chain crazy and I am so happy I was able to get you and you're somebody who I can really say that this is my sis this is my this is my sis like this is my friend I can call you friend I can call you sis because you're just an amazing woman and every time we connect every time we talk I learn something new and you know it's just that's the type of circle that I love to be around and so I am honored to have you as a guest, but I'm even more honored to have the connection with you. So thank you so much. You're very welcome. I'm excited, girl. (laughs) So, yeah, so I, I, of course, I did the plug on Pray, Plan, and Profit. You know, that's my book. I love that book. I feel like every entrepreneur or every person who is even thinking about um, starting a business should read Pray, Plan, and Profit. And it just really, it's all the business tips that will help you plan for success in order for you to grow your your, your business. And, um, you know, today's topic is finances and, and being able to, I guess, just be more intentional with your finances. So if you had to pick one tip to start off with, (laughs) what tip would that be to be intentional with your finances? Oh my God. 
there is so so many but mm-hmm. I'll just be honest I think that it is basically um you know changing your relationship with money or assessing mm-hmm. how about that assessing mm-hmm. your relationship with money um yeah. one of my favorite scriptures is in the bible Luke chapter 16 verses 10 and it says whoever little can also be trusted with much and whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much um and so one of my favorite quotes is you cannot manage what you don't measure and so a lot of times you know we you know want more more Mm -hmm. i want financial increase and i want to make more money and i want financial freedom and i want to be wealthy we want more but the honest question is is what are you doing with what you have you know Mm. Um, and when you think about the word measure measure is a plan or course of action taken to achieve a particular purpose and one thing about an action plan is that it will require you to start with what you have to grow more and so if you're not honestly let's make a let's be real let's just be real if you're mm-hmm. not honestly doing a budget doing financial planning with the hundreds of dollars you have why would you believe that you'll do it with a million Mm, if you don't know what's coming in and you don't know what's going out with the hundreds of dollars you have why would you trick yourself in believing that you would do it with a million um and i'll say that this is the funniest thing i was talking to one of my coaches and he said that a lot of men um you know that he know in his personal network you know they never been faithful to a woman and then they get married and they just swear they're going to be faithful and then they end up falling and cheating on their wife And he said, because you don't just become a husband when you get married, you have to put the discipline in place prior. And it's the same exact thing with money. Wow. You become, you don't become a millionaire when the money hits your account. It's a Mm. mindset. Mm. Yes. That would be my (laughs) biggest tip is really just assessing your relationship with your money. Mm. And you said something so powerful, like, it's a it's a mindset. I always talk about success mindset, but it really is a mindset. Um, you know, even talking about your journey, leaving, you know, your relationship and, you know, not having much to your name and literally being able to grow nothing, you know, grow something out of nothing. I think that is so, so smart, so innovative, so faithful if you had to give, I don't want to say a step-by-step guide, but something like that. If you could give like some steps on how someone can do that, how can someone turn zero dollar into a six-figure income? Well, how listen, you, that, that? that is a powerful question. And you know, it's all in my book. Um, and you already gave the plug, but I'll tell you, Pray for the <laughs> Profit, mm-hmm. which my book was inspired um, out of that very question right there. Um, what mm-hmm. happened is that, you know, you spoke briefly on my situation. Um, I was married to a very influential doctor here in Atlanta, and we lived in a huge, massive house. And I was a stay-at-home wife for almost five years, and I didn't have to work. I didn't know how much milk or gas cost. And the relationship was pretty toxic. And mm-hmm. so I decided to choose my happiness and my peace over me living that way. Um, and so I left. I walked away. And I prayed to God. I said, God, I, I want the lifestyle. I don't want to compromise that quality mm-hmm. of living. And however, I'm not willing to negotiate my peace. And mm. so I was released to leave and I left and I walked away and it wasn't easy because I walked away with zero dollars to my name, no vehicle, no family in sight there. I, I owned nothing. I had a zero net worth. 
Wow. It was nothing that I owned. Um, however, I was educated. I had a master's degree and, and I knew things about credit and money, but I just knew I didn't have. And so mm-hmm. I walked away. It was very frightening. It was very scary, but I was blessed to be able to grow a high level, six figure successful company um, in less than 12 months. It was just featured in Forbes. And so mm-hmm. how I did it was literally outlined in my book. My book was inspired by that because I wanted to go back and provide other women who were in similar situations or just women who were looking to get started in business. I wanted to provide them a practical blueprint on how to literally find their purpose and to make a profit off of it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And uh, a lot of times, you know, and, and, and you're right. Absolutely. Definitely. That's the plug, pray, plan and profit. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but, but a lot of times individuals say that they don't. So for instance, you, let's get someone who has $15 an hour job and they're saying, you know what? I can't be intentional with my money because I have X, Y, and Z. I have kids to feed. I'm a single mom. I only make $15. Um, what, what, what is something that you could tell a mother uh, of, of two who is a single mom and who's on a very fixed income? So she thinks, what could you tell her to inspire her to be more intentional about her finances? Well, I would tell her this, um, the most honest thing that any woman, any male, any person needs to hear is that if you are putting your trust in yourself, then you won't get out that situation. Hmm. Um, Some Hmm. things are bigger than you. I knew that I could not do what I did. I knew that there was in order for me to be able to supernaturally grow a high income the way I did so fast was simply because of God and me honestly realizing that I needed to be connected to something bigger than me so I can get strategy. Um, Mm. And I shared the strategy in my book. I honestly did because what I had to do was first I had to get over myself and realize that it wasn't me that I needed God to work through me. You know, mm-hmm. it's limitations on what we can do. Yeah, they are. And, and, and my favorite, one of my favorite scriptures uh, is in Proverbs. It says that God gives us the power to create wealth. He gives us the power. And so, yeah. you know, a lot of people, they go to Barnes and Nobles and they rely on all these different books and these financial expert books. But really, you know, get in your word because there's so much strategy there. And he'll tell you, number one, he'll say, take care of what you have. Take care of the little of what you have first and then I'll give you more. Um, mm. Posture your heart. Get your heart postured a certain way in a position where you can receive from God. And a lot mm. of times, and I'll say that this is something so powerful. I found myself always getting in God's way when he would try to put uh, bring a financial blessing in my life. I will always get in his way. And I was trying to make God referee become my hmm. referee. Wow. Say, okay. God, I want you to do it, but I really don't trust that you're going to do it. Cause I can't see you and I need mm. it done. I got these bills that got to get paid. Listen, I have children that need to eat mm. and I, 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 be- I want to believe in you. But I'm looking here at my kids and I'm looking here at my account and it got $5 in it and I got rent due and I got an electric bill due and I have people I have to feed. So what am I supposed to do? And he Mm -hmm. whispered nothing. (laughs) And do you know Mm -hmm. how powerful it is to do nothing? One of the things that, uh, and I'm going to say this and then I'll let you, cause I know you want to jump in and just, you know, ask me questions, but I just got to say this last point (laughs) is that, there is power in resting 
and mm-hmm. giving up control. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. It's so much power in that. And it was one of the hardest things for me to do. And I think that when you're dealing with people who are ambitious and hustlers, as they say, and go-getters and, um, you know, I'm going to make it happen for my kids, you know, I think that a lot of times the enemy tricks us in getting busy. Because during that time of you hustling or being busy or trying to figure it out or willing to do anything, now you're getting distracted. And one of the things that the enemy does is he gives you a whole bunch of good ideas to confuse you. Mm. But a good idea is simply not a God idea. So I got quiet. I got still. I put myself in a position to hear from God. And I allowed him to come in without him making him my personal referee. Yeah. And it may not be, it may sound, may not sound that practical, but it's the God honest truth. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's power in resting. I mean, I think there's, there's even, I mean, even to go another degree, there's power in listening. When you're listening, you're not talking, (laughs) you know, and um, when you're listening, you're learning. When you're listening, you're receiving, you're not putting out anything. You're not trying to move. You're just listening. And so I believe that that's very aligned with what you're saying. Um, one of the words that you use was um, th- like the hustle, like, you know, people are just kind of caught up with the hustle and, and, and uh, things of that nature. And, and, and that's something, that's a vocabulary word that I have tried to kind of take out of my mindset because I, I used to be all about the hustle and w- for me, I think that sometimes the hustle would get me in trouble. <laughs> like you said, I would get into God's way. So I would be hustling, hustling, hustling when really I should have been sitting, learning and resting. Right. So mm-hmm. I guess what was your biggest hustle lesson that taught you, you know, what? I'm going to just sit down. <laughs> Man, did, you, did you have I'll one listen. of those? <laughs> I, I did. I have so many of those that don't make any sense. Some of the things probably weren't even legal, so I can't even say it on the podcast. <laughs> I mean, and I had so many considerations because when you hit rock bottom and you have people who you love, who are depending on you, your mind will go so many different places. Mm-hmm. And I can speak for so many women. Um, Mm -hmm. If they have not been in that situation, if they were ever were, when they're precious, innocent kids who are so undeserving of what life is giving you at that time Mm -hmm. um, of the things that you will consider to do, you know, Mm -hmm. and so, but I realized that I got in my marriage because of hustling. I hustled my way into a marriage. That wasn't mm-hmm. God's marriage. That wasn't someone God sent to me. You know, I, he does bless marriages, but I hustled my way into my marriage. I hustled my way into everything that caused me pain. And so I got tired of hustling. And I truly learned over time that there's a huge difference between hustling and wealthing. Mm. When you're building wealth, you're not hustling. Uh, when you look at these million dollar corporations, they don't hustle. Hmm. They don't hustle. They build wealth. And I'm going to tell you, one of the most powerful things about wealth building is that you cannot do it without strategy. You can't do it without strategy. And strategy comes in stillness. Mm -hmm. You have to grow wealth strategically. Um, Proverbs 13, 11 says, but whoever gathers little by little will increase it. Right. Mm -hmm. So we have this lottery mindset where we want to get, we want to get the money fast and, Mm -hmm. We want to get rich quick, but we have to have discipline and discipline is developed over time. 
Okay. You have to have self-discipline to deny yourself ridiculous purchases. Okay. Mm. In order to build wealth, you have to learn how to manage money and get money management advice and invest in people who can help you do that. Because a lot of us, we weren't taught this stuff from our parents. When you think about credit, where yeah, do you learn? Yeah. Who's, who's teaching this stuff at the dinner table? You know, mm-hmm. um, well, we're in school. We're not learning about money and how to manage money. So you got to get to a point where you get invested in self-discipline and teaching yourself money management. Mm-hmm. Man, that, that's, that's a mouthful of jewels right there. I mean, especially the whole piece about investing in those who have the strategy, who have the, the know-how. It's like, it's, it's a piece of your book um, that it reminds me of. It's a piece of your book that says, know your lane. You got to know your lane. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean and so and and that's what strategy is about it's really about knowing your lane because at the end of the day I may not be the financial person that's why I have you <laughs> so uh, but I could but I I could possibly be you know the, the the strategic person as it relates to customer acquisition acquisition you know what I mean so we it's like you have to know your lane but also be willing to invest in others who are more of an an expert in the area that you're more weak in right mm-hmm. do you find that that's something that because I know just you know being an entrepreneur as well my husband's an entrepreneur um, my mom is an entrepreneur just being in that type of lifestyle I guess and understanding what it takes would you say that you end up you know in being involved or or having clients that have have a a closed mindset as it relates to spending money to to an entrepreneur but at the same time you will see them you know maybe buying some type of uh christian louboutin or like some kind of crazy label chanel bag for 1300 but they don't want to invest in an entrepreneur um you know strategy session or a package have you have you noticed uh anything like that oh for sure oh Mm -hmm. for sure um and a lot of it is mindset it go back to one of the things that we just touched on Mm -hmm. um and is learned behavior um it is learned behavior and it's also uh wanting to feel important Mm. um and self-value um and so a lot of times we're taught that having material things um, puts us in people's mind in a high place. Yeah. Um, and so we always want to check our motives as well, um, because I think that God considers that stuff. We we don't may not, you know, believe it or not, but he does when he um, thinks about, you know, lead, um opportunities that he wants to lose to us and letting go of uh, streams of wealth and opening doors and causing us to just dominate financially in different areas of our lives and have wealth being transferred through our hands and building the legacy for our family. He thinks about our intention um, mm. and our motives with money. And so a lot of times that stuff is passed down. And that's why before we go on to saying, Hey, I want the millions of dollars. We first have to go through a series of steps. And some of those steps is number one, not being greedy. Mm. Okay. Um, starting with a plan. 
mm-hmm. being diligent with our money, making sure that even as business owners or whatever we're doing, that we're paying people who supposed to get paid, starting with our bills. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to watch cable, pay your cable bill. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, if, if, if you want to have your trash pick up, you know, pay your bill. You know, don't buy your son the pair of sneakers first. Pay your bills first. Um, yeah. And so sometimes we reason and we have an emotional attachment to money and we do what feels good. And anytime we're in our feelings, it's not a good place to be when it comes to money. Because guess what? Um, statistically, when you look at um, how much money right now, currently the African-American money, um, um, American women are earning, we're some of the highest earners. Mm-hmm. And, um, and some of the, uh, according to a lot of different races, and it is written and documented that as far as uh, graduating college, Mm. let me take that back not the highest earners but we are ranking the highest as far as college graduates okay Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we are ranking the highest as far as college graduates however you will think if you have more african-american with more degrees that that would mean that they're making more money Mm. however and then if you just notice and you're not just seeing this post all over social media and i've read a few articles um about how we are um the most um likely to become entrepreneurs now so you see so much growth as far as a starting business and graduating college however when you look at the consumer reports not just holiday times we're the biggest spenders Mm. um because we have an emotional attachment to money so let's be honest you know even you know sometimes we're guilty of this where i feel like i want to treat myself to a new purse right (laughs) and you know doggone well that's too long payment due (laughs) <laughs> I feel like you know I just deserve to take my family out to eat right. but you know doggone well your house payment is due mm-hmm. and so we do what we feel to do and that's why we have to go back to you know just assessing our personal relationship with money and it takes a lot of work I'm telling you in order for you to build wealth you do not become a millionaire when a millions hit your account you become a millionaire the day you decide that you're a millionaire you have to make a decision mm-hmm. And then upon that decision, there are certain things that have to transform, which is your mindset. I'm going to be intentional about my relationship with money. When I get my money, I'm going to pay all my bills. Mm. Um, We talked about this before, me and you, um, about Elijah and the widow Mm -hmm. in the book of Kings, where you have this woman who she's a widow. Her husband had money and he died. And he didn't leave them anything behind. He didn't build a leg. He didn't leave a legacy like the Bible said. Mm. And so now they're coming to get their money back. And she's like, my husband's dead, but they don't have any mercy. They say, okay, well, your husband still owes us. (laughs) So Mm. I know he's dead. But just like, for example, if your husband died and your mortgage is due, they still want a mortgage payment. And so they say, okay, well, you have two sons. Give us your sons. And she says that, well, you know, of course, that's not an option for her. So she sees this prophet of God and she explains what's going on. And he asked her a powerful question. He said, what do you have in your house? Wow. What do you have in your house? That's what he asked. And a lot of times we are not managing what we have, but we're asking for more. Mm. We're not taking care of what we have because if I'm asking God for a bigger house, that means I'm asking God for more bills. But if my my all my stuff passed due, why would He give me more of something? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> that's so. Oh my goodness, that's that's so on point. I mean, no, I'm telling you. And yes, we did have this conversation, and you know, you know, with this conversation, 
it even goes back to the beginning of this podcast of of the whole purpose or not even the purpose, but kind of the inspiration behind it was for me to just take care of the gifts that I currently have, to take care of the things that I currently have. And um, I I tell the first story of uh, my podcast about the success pots. So basically I had these these pots that were um, they were not even very old pots at all I wouldn't even say they're like more than a year old and I had just been you know I place them in the dishwasher or I make my son wash them and they started to look you know like a little they were still so they you know they just had that little grime on on them even after you kind of wash them and I'm like oh I want some more pots so I'm, I'm asking my husband I need you to get me some more pops pots because I didn't want to pay for them and I want him to pay for them so he, you know, he kind of ignored me. <laughs> and one day I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna get up. And I was in a prayer mode. I'm just gonna pray. And I'm gonna clean up. And so I got up and I was cleaning those pots out. And but I was being so intentional with with the way I was cleaning it. I wasn't just like wiping it off and, and cleaning around and this then the third. I was cleaning on the outside, the inside, I got a scrubber, I was scrubbing, I was spraying, I was and then that pot looked started to look like new I started to see my reflection in that pot it looked so good that I was like wait a minute I don't even need a new pot this pot is like almost brand new look I mean it literally looks so good and in that moment God was showing me that if you just take care of the things that I that you already have that I've already given you not only will you start to get increased but you'll you'll see you'll see the good in it you just be content in what you have and and and, it, and I can make them new you know what I mean and so that was such um an inspiration for every area of my life for me to just be more intentional in how I treat things my my home my family you know just everything everything that I currently had that I had some complaints about it. Didn't, didn't matter if it was a small complaint or a big complaint. I just shifted my mindset. I really, really did. And um, that was the first podcast that I ever had. So yeah, we definitely had that that conversation. And um, it's just amazing what what we can do with the things that we already have in our home. It's just amazing. Oh my God, that is a powerful do. testimony. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. And I really believe it or not, I think we both just said a mouthful because mm-hmm. before you can get into some real strategies that I would love to come back on your show if yeah. you would have me to talk about in regards to some real practical ways of getting started and building it and you know just some details on how to use your credit to build wealth and how to leverage you know some of the things that you currently have before we can get into that yeah you can't go anywhere but but without talking about mindset and management yeah managing yeah. what you have because similar to what you just mentioned about your own personal powerful very powerful testimony um and that's that book of kings where you have there where he asked her what do you have and she had jars Mm -hmm. and it was so powerful because he made her go borrow some jars from her neighbor so he required her to do something and she had Mm -hmm. to be obedient here Mm -hmm. we go that's a word right there Mm -hmm. obedience because Mm -hmm. sometimes god will tell us to do something with what we have or he would make us do something we're like well listen (laughs) money funny I don't, I don't want to go. And, you know, she didn't talk back. She went and did it. And because of that, she received increase, but he gave her instructions. He said, pay yeah. off your debt. Number one, pay off your debt. And then you and your sons live off the rest. And so that 
takes a lot of integrity and self-discipline to take here and pay what you have now. If you're asking God, if you're on this podcast and you're asking God to increase your finances and you have a whole bunch of bills that's unpaid currently, get your Excel spreadsheet and take care of what you have. Just make an attempt to. Because Mm -hmm. the action that's required and to make the attempt to pay that stuff back will activate something where God will release something to you. Mm -hmm. You have to take care of what you have. When you show him that you are committed about taking care of what you have, you may not even have to do it. Mm. It can wipe your debt away, but it's the obedience and taking action and saying, you know what? I understand the importance of management. I don't want to just watch cable and not pay my bill. I'm not going <laughs> to ask God to give me a mansion when I can barely take care of this apartment. Right. That's I'm not going to ask God to give me a million dollars when I don't know what's coming in and coming out and I'm only making 30000 a year. Mm. If your child, my daughter is nine years old. If she came to me and she asked me for $500, although I'm her mother and I love her, I would not give it to her because it's too much for her to manage right Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. But when she shows me and grows up and shows me that she's able to manage that type of money, then of course I'm going to give it to her. But it's all about for her protection now, because if she walks outside with that kind of money right now, something dangerous can happen. Mm-hmm. so I believe that God does the same thing for us I believe that he protects us sometimes and sometimes he will wait until we get the discipline and the management skills in place before he releases what we that does belong to us yeah that's 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 so deep and that's so real and it absolutely resonates with me um as well so I I I appreciate your your transparency and just keeping it real because people need to hear it. Like, listen, you can't you can't have a Bentley with a you know a Honda mindset. You know, not, Hondas are great cars, but I'm just saying a Bentley is another level, another level of oil change, and another level of tire change. Everything is another level. So you can't have you can't have one and you're not you haven't leveled up in your mind you haven't leveled up in your responsibilities and your and your um you know finances and and just being being you know be, being a budgeter that's another thing like just you know i'm married to the most frugal man in town honey so <laughs> i am so used to mm-hmm. just so used to being like okay no i have to rethink this purchase you know we have certain rules and guidelines in our marriage that I can't spend a certain dollar amount as far as just without having a conversation you know we're not just gonna mm-hmm. just go and just be like oh yeah I'm just gonna spend $500 on this these boots because I've been wanting these boots and I feel like I've done such a good job with my with with my with my um my clients and I've been such a good mother and no I don't I can't reward myself like that my reward is to actually not get those boots and save the money for something else you know so Mm -hmm. so it's just it's a mindset but I wanted to talk a little bit more about your business before we before I let you go it and I was thinking about just what you were saying um and I was thinking about the, the 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 niche that you're in with helping people like that get to their next level within the, within their credit, within um, their business credit, all that good stuff. So uh, first and foremost, why do you think that you're successful in a niche where many others have pretty much failed? <laughs> 
Well, I believe that I'm anointed um, to do what I'm doing. Um, and I believe that um, I accelerated with certain principles because mm-hmm. I fully understood and I got tired. Let me tell mm-hmm. you something. When mm-hmm. you get tired of being broke, when you get tired of having an overdraft bank account, mm-hmm. when you get tired of not having more than enough, when you get tired of robbing Peter to pay Paul and robbing Tasha to pay uh, Keisha, when you get tired of lack when you get real tired, you start getting creative and you're like, okay, God, I'm not going to jail and I'm not going to rob and steal, but I need you to show me something. And what happened is, is that he started to give me revelations on money. He started to give me revelation on um, legacy building and wealth creation. And he started to give me revelation on principles regarding money, which the stuff that people don't want to talk about doing business in tech with integrity, I'm um, mm. serving and how to, how money is a tool and how to use money, but not to worship it and yeah. remember what lasts and how um, not to let prosperity blind you. And so he started to download all these different principles to me. And what I did was I used those principles to help many of my clients. And so in mm. one of my companies, Kingdom Economic Solutions, um, that was the company that I'm proud of, which is featured in Forbes. I'm so excited about that. Yeah. Um, but that company, what we do is we do a lot of business funding. We help our clients who are trying to get into business or who may be growing or business. And we help them actually repair or restore their credit profile, their personal credit profiles, and then teach them how to leverage their personal credit profiles to actually build wealth, um, to get into real estate or to buy property or, you know, to start businesses and getting them business funding. So that's one of the things that we do that I'm really, really proud of. Um, and the other company that I have that I'm proud to be launching this month is the Financial Supremacy University. And this yeah. is a university. Yeah, yeah. Well, we do coaching. <laughs> we do coaching for those who may feel they're called um, to this industry. And we do coaching. We do coaching different types of programs where we have one-on-one coaching. We have group coaching. You can take financial literacy classes. You can take uh, credit education courses. We have uh, real estate beginners one-on-one. So it's where you can really just get the education that you need, the stuff that we are not being taught at home. But I'll tell you this, Monique. Um, mm. One of the most powerful things that I have learned is that having the proper view of money mm. changes your money situation. Um, it starts with perspective and how you see it, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and so, and the reason why is because God wants us to be prosperous. He wants us to have money. You know, Mm -hmm. he wants us to have it. He doesn't want us to serve it. He wants us to have wealth and he Mm -hmm. wants us to leave a legacy. Um, The the, the word says a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, but the sinner's wealth is laid up for the righteous. It says that a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. So he wants us to obtain wealth Hmm. and understand how to invest it. That's Bible. Yeah. That's Bible. Um, And wisdom and money provide security. It provides security, not just for men, but for women too. You know, if you're the head of your household, it makes you feel safe. It provides security. You know, when you have a, um, you have a, 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 a cushion, you know, when you have a savings account. And so anyway, I believe that I'm called to this. And I believe that the number one thing, and I'll keep going back to the same thing. The number one thing that I had to learn was my relationship with money. Um, and I had to check my heart posture, you know, yeah, um, because yeah. there was a time, let's be real. I'm going to be real. I'm going to be transparent because I know yeah. this is your talk show and you're super transparent mm-hmm. and this is your podcast, but 
it was a time where I was not integral with money. Mm. You know, um, there were times where, you know, I was anxious over my money and I wanted to make sure I keep it so I didn't give as much or, mm-hmm. you know, or sometimes I didn't allocate it to where it really was supposed to be out of my fear of losing it. Yeah. Fear, yeah. you know, and so I had to get free from that because what happens is that if you don't have integrity when it comes to money, then God is going to withhold so much from you. You know, and you also want to protect your reputation when it comes to money. You don't want to be known as somebody who owes and owing people or stealing because a good name is to be chosen rather than great riches and favorite is better than silver or gold. That's Bible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and so yeah. really it's all about checking your true intentions with money, your true heart, checking your heart, doing a heart check and really being honest with yourself and identifying your relationship with money. Do I pay my bills? If I have the money and this hundred dollar bill is due, am I going to pay it or wait to pay it and go get my hair done so I can look good or look like I have money, although mm-hmm. I still owe someone their money? Mm. Or do I trust God enough to pay the cable bill and believe God that he can get my hair done as well? Come on now. That's real. That's real. So it's just being honest, being honest in your transactions and um, just showing God every day, making a habit to say, hey, God, I'm going to show you that I can take care of what you already gave me before I ask you for something more. That's so true. That is so true. I just and I'll tell, tell a testimony because, again, I'm entrepreneur life all day, all the way. And so, you know, sometimes you look at those boots and they look so beautiful. <laughs> mm-hmm. but girl, I must, I'm just still talking about the boots because I so so here's why I'm still talking about the boots okay so recently I saw a pair of boots beautiful beautiful pair of boots I won't name brand um I won't you know say the name brand because they didn't pay to, to ah. play, so there you go but so this these beautiful boots and I'm just like you know what no I'm really gonna invest back in my business and you know do some ads do some other stuff just you really do some optimization with my SEO stuff, just doing things that maybe for my business versus, you know, for me, you know, as, as just, just a person like, right. And I declined it. I didn't do it. I just kind of moved on from it. Didn't think anything of it. How about, I promise you not like maybe a couple days later, I received a gift card out of the blue and I was able to get me some sh- some sh- uh, a pair of boots, and and I know that sounds like so like trivial, like oh whatever. God is not that kind of guy, but yes, He is. He saw my heart. I I sacrificed to do to be more intentional with the success of my business and be more responsible with my money. And he and he was able to bless me with a gift card, right for this for for more than that amount, and. I was able to get a pair of boots that, that I really needed and I, and I wanted. And, and I say that God did it because it was just like, it's just almost like a dad. It's a, it's how a father does a child. It's just like, this is, this is your reward for being obedient. This is your reward for being a good steward in the Bible. He even talks about parables where he blessed those who were good stewards Come over, on. Their, over their money. Yes. He is so, our Jehovah Jireh. He's our father. Yeah. And, so, you it, know, that's yeah. powerful. That's a powerful yeah. testimony. Yeah. So, but anyway, I had to just throw that out there because I was just like, yes, he just did it for me. Okay. Yeah. So, it's so um, powerful. <laughs> it's so powerful, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> but um 
one of my last questions is, you know, when a business, you know, is a small business or a mid-sized business or whatever type of business that they, they are, um, whatever stage they're in, when should they call on an expert like yourself? Like, Okay, all right. Yeah. Now, this is getting good. I'm glad, man, we closing out, y'all. <laughs> Let's pray, you listeners, that Monique have me back for part two or three <laughs> so we can get into this because this is a whole nother podcast. And I know yeah. I got to go and I know we got to end out. Our time is up, but I have, yeah. to, I have to come back to talk about that. But I'll tell you this. I'll answer your question. Mm-hmm. Um, invested in yourself is one of the biggest things that you can do as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. your knowledge stops somewhere. A lot of time when you look around and you see the areas in your life that you have lack in, it's because of lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. You lack money because you lack knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, you lack opportunities because you lack knowledge. Mm-hmm. And so where there's wisdom, there's wealth. And so you want to invest in yourself. The worst thing that you can do is think that you can Google everything. <laughs> I'm here to tell you that right. you cannot Google my success. Mm-hmm. You cannot Google successful people's re- recipe. They might put mm-hmm. it in the book, but you still got to invest because you got to pay for that. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so there's not too often where you have people who are out here doing what you're doing, who's providing platforms where they can get free access to information. And even this is an investment because it's an investment of time. Yeah. We've yeah. been on for 41 minutes. Your time is an investment. So mm-hmm. my question, my answer to that question would be as soon and as early as possible, you pay for what you don't know. That's one of the things that has been one of the reasons why I have been successful because even now I have a coach that I pay for. Mm-hmm. Every coach mm-hmm. has a coach. Yeah. Um, I pay for knowledge because I know that there are people who went before me who know that I, what I don't know. And I believe that it's power in receiving information. And it's so funny because I did my interview for the Forbes article and the article was talking about how I transitioned from corporate America to pretty much becoming a CEO of a successful company. And one of the questions that the interview, which is Miss Paulina Reed, who I absolutely love to death. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the questions that she asked me was uh, how was I able to make that transition? But one of the questions she asked was the question you just asked, how important mm. it is for mentorship or to invest in yourself. And mm-hmm. I said, it's vital. Mm-hmm. It is vital because investing in yourself gears a return. Um, mm-hmm. There's something called ROI for those who are business owners or who understand yeah. the technology. It's called a return mm-hmm. on the investment. Mm-hmm. When you make an investment in yourself, the return is so huge. And so it's like a seed that you're sowing. And every seed mm-hmm. brings forth a harvest, especially if it's good soil. So when you find the right mentorship or you find the right programs or you find the right coaches and you do your resources, research, and you invest in those people, in those companies, you're going to get a return. So the answer to your question is so important. And you start now. If you are listening to this podcast and you are employed at a company and you have a paycheck, and you know that there's a program that you want to buy, a book that you want to purchase, um, uh, something you want to invest in, getting your credit repair or getting a budgeted class or, or, or investing into one of Monique's webinars or her classes or her private coaching, do it. Don't wait. Because the stuff that she knows um, is something that you too can know when you make the investment. And it's not about the money because what happens is that the return is knowledge. 
Mm-hmm. You pay a fee for increase in knowledge. So now you're getting wisdom. And again, wisdom brings wealth. Absolutely. That's that, And that's a wonderful way to close this segment off, this episode off. Thank you so much for all of your jewels. Thank you for your time. I so, so appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Um, I know that every person on this podcast has learned something and received just another level of of financial wisdom and inspiration from your story, your testimony, and your current knowledge. And like you said, knowledge is power. Knowledge is wealth. And and in order for us to get that, we have to support one another and we have to utilize the resources that are around us. So again, thank you guys so much for joining the Succeed Intentionally with Monique Davis and my guest expert and sis, Tyra Baruti of Pray, Plan, and Profit and Kingdom Economics. I hope that you guys come back soon. Of course, next week we'll have another episode of Being Intentional with Your Business. And again, don't forget that life fulfilled is life done intentionally. See you next time, guys.